morning, we're going to have a little bit of a different kind of session. It's not going to be a teaching, per se, session, but it's going to be a, a uh, participation kind of a, a session today. And what I want to do, because, you know, as we heard this morning, excellent word this morning, concerning basically legacy and, and uh, the importance of, of lasting and, and, and causing the gospel to last, causing, causing all that, that uh, we are a part of to continue on. And the, the only way that's going to happen is, is if we rehearse some of the things that have uh, caused some of the uh, older men, I, I can say, some of the more seasoned men of God, their experiences and how and what they did in their lives to cause them to still be serving God, their children to be serving God, and some of the steps they took uh, to do that. And because of that, you know, it, it, it's important that some of you younger men here today, and, and uh, um, I see a lot of younger guys here, and, and a lot of our younger, younger ones are, are, are downstairs, but uh, just to impart some, some knowledge and some wisdom. And so that's what I want to do here this uh, morning. So I'd like to start off, uh, if we could, uh, this morning. And Bob Marcus, Pastor Bob Marcus, where is you? Where is Like treasure hidden in the field, 
When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And that's what I found. I found a great treasure, which was Jesus Christ. And I was all in. I was sold out for Jesus. You know, it was just everything. Being here in service. You know, I know it's easy now just one Sunday and one Wednesday. We were Wednesday, Friday, twice on Sunday. Amen. We had Tuesday outreach. Thursday night Bible study. But we were all in. Amen. Amen. Right. hunger. You know, now it's like, oh, God, we've got to come to church on Wednesdays now. Let's just watch it on YouTube. No, come into the house of God. Because God will meet you here. Amen. Amen.
I didn't play a lot of handball. I used to play handball like a guy that led me to the Lord, a brother that led me to the Lord. I was just thinking about him the other day. He did a lot for me. When I was coming up, I'd sit in, sit in the chairs and sit next to me. He'd open up the Bible. He walked me through the early stages of Christianity and serving God. But on Sundays, I'm playing handball, I'm playing handball. He goes, hey, you can play handball another day. And I go, yeah. I gave it up. I gave up playing handball on Sunday. Well, I'm going to give up handball. I'm going to make sure I get my kids going to church, get everybody going. I had my first child when I was 17. Got married at 17. All right? I'm still married today to the same woman. Yeah. Yeah. Come on.
And my knees are definitely to that because I have two knee replacements. <laughs> and I know that's for playing too much and, and messing around, but you gotta, it's got to hurt. There you, you go. You're give it up. All right. Mm -hmm. God bless.
know, the, the life experiences of some of these men that are sharing their heart that we can learn from, no matter what our age is, that God is able to give us that, that understanding through their experiences and the key things that we can grasp from each one of them. So, so, so important. Um, Pastor Jimmy, how many dollars? Pastor Jimmy is Treasurer of New Orleans Christian Fellowship uh, Incorporated. He's our uh, uh, corporation treasurer. But um, aside from all that, um, he's been an example he, to me of, of perseverance, longevity, and focus on on the mission. So you go for
I was out a year and they wanted me to go to England and I got no money or no money in the church. He got a bunch of, you know, drug addicts, you know, storefront. And, and to make a long story short, I was driving a van and they go, go look for a building. Okay, go look for a building. I go, who are you going to send? And everybody knows the line to go in there from guys from Azusa and, and they go, well, we're going to send you. But you've got to be kidding. I'm the bus driver. I'm the usher. I'm the plumber. You know my way of thinking? What do I got to lose? And you know what? We were laughing stock in that community, man. A laughing stock. Reminds me of Nehemiah. Reminds me of what we're going through now. The Meshach, Shadrachs, and Abednego's, man. The things that we need to go through. But you know what? We're not going to bend. Come on. Come on. We're not going to bend and we're not going to stoop for our kids. Come on. I've experienced that in my community. It's a little tight community. They didn't want me there. They didn't want our church there. But I can declare to this day, and we took a big hit. It's okay. But you know what? That city had to recognize us. Come on. That city's given us a proclamation for our church. You know what a proclamation the city recognizes you. There you go. And they gave us a proclamation for our school, our learning center. We're tied in to this school. I can't put enough emphasis. I yanked out all my kids out of public school. I got radical. You know, we talk about being radical in the neighborhood and this and this and getting all tapped. But when it comes down to it, I raised four children on a shoestring budget. My oldest son is 45 years old. All three of my boys are union plumbers. And they're good at what they do. Did they have the latest things with it? No, they only had criticism, being criticized growing up in the church. My daughter's a registered nurse. She's been a nurse for 10 years. She works at City of Hope. And what they do, they do a lot of mentoring. They get a disadvantaged kid. Do you want to be a plumber? These are the steps that you need to take. I'll help you get into that trade. There's four kids that are registered in this school. One is a, an apprentice. But he grew up with four brothers, a grandma raising them. See, that's where the heartbeat is. And who's given us that opportunity? This ministry, man. Mm -hmm. This ministry. This ministry has. My children, they're well off. They're more well off than what I am. But you know what? If I never walked in these doors, if I never took the stands, the radical stand, I quit my job in 88. Anybody quit their job recently? 1988, I quit my job. I went out in 86. And you know, my wife goes, well, there goes the insurance. There goes this. There goes that. We're not going to have this. Okay, now we're going to trust God. Amen. And we're here to this day. Amen. Come on. And I see what God has done. And I'm here to support Pastor Richard. I don't know what the future has for my for our kids. I got ten grandchildren. I want them to be leaders. Man. I want to leave a legacy, man. Grandpa's crazy. Man. <laughs> Bob, I'm going to ride 100 miles with you, man. I go, you're only 10 years old, man. 
What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get permission first. Yeah. You rode a hundred miles. Yeah. Uh, Woo, come on. Church for our rural rangers playing basketball. 
I had a neighbor who hated it so bad. He got lawyers and everything that took us. Went to the DA's with laws on my breaking. I know my religious liberties. I'm having church, man. I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. There you go. Then stop there. See the story? That's the story I want to leave my grandchildren. That's the story I want to leave those in my church and the leaders, and God's brought me a lot of good leaders around me. That's what Norwalk is where I belong. It's my church, my pastor, Pastor Sergio. And what God not only has the best for future of our I believe in leaders. I believe they can do great things. My boys. My oldest boy, he's, he, he's a leader where he works and a mentor. And they can take trip out. All these is talented. Worry about the dad. Worry where he came to church. Mm. Why he don't drink. Why he don't smoke. Why he don't have tattoos. Mm. And why he works hard. Where he has his children. They're just blown away. So, we never know the preaching of the cross to them that perish foolishness, but unto us that are saved. Are we saved? Yes. Amen. It's the power of God. Amen. Amen. You know what? I bump heads with my kids. But they wouldn't have what they have today. If it wasn't for this ministry. Amen. Don't ever disrespect that. Amen. Don't ever disrespect that despite what you hear or you see or any of them, don't ever do that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Pastor Bernie was about uh, 12 years old when he came to church. <laughs> Come here, Pastor Bernie. a lot behind the scenes doing a lot of stuff that nobody ever sees in the church and you know the reason why lights are on or off and and so on and, and flush the toilet and it works uh, he's behind that men's home don't understand that and uh, does a lot behind the scenes and so uh, been here forever <laughs> You know, I, I came to New Harvest in November of 84. It was actually a conference. I got to see Pastor Richard preach at the conference. And I got saved in a different fellowship. And it was exciting because I had friends that were part of this fellowship. And they would talk about discipleship. And they would talk about street evangelism. And the Word of God. And I'm thinking, wow, man, I remember you know, going to my pastor over there. Thank God for them. Because my parents got saved in the ministry. Um, you know, we were going to go off the street because they are saying, well, it's too dangerous out there. I'm like, well, we're from Metal Park. You know, <laughs> my wife was from Diamond Street over there, you know. And, uh, I mean, you know, they, they tag walls. At our neighborhood, they tagged your house, okay, your porch. Your house was tagged. So it is what, you know, white fans are selling drugs for three bucks in my house. So, you know, we're neighborhood people. Um, but 
my friend would stir me up and say, hey, why don't you go to the conference? The, the new Hartford, the town was called Big Chapel, we're having a conference over there in New Arizona. I was able to go, but my wife, uh, who's, we weren't married at the time, and, and a few of us that lived in that uh, park area went over there, and we got stirred. And so, you know, the pastor said, we're having a conference here in Norwalk. And it was, it, it, this was devil's line, man, because I was like, Norwalk? I don't know what Norwalk, a bunch of children. <laughs> I had no idea where Norwalk was. <laughs> To this day, I remember saying, I said that, and I'm thinking, where did that come from? Because I didn't even know where, I didn't know, where is Norwalk? I just said, I don't want to go to Norwalk, there's a bunch of children there, and I was listening to myself, the words coming out of my mouth saying, where's that coming from? And it was funny, because I came here, and if you remember New Harvest back, right? Remember with the little shop, and I was like, Brother Dave there. <laughs> And 
Pastor Richie called me around February and asked me to come down uh, and invited me to come on staff here in 97. Uh, he said you'd have to leave your job. And I remember I told my job that I said, dude, why? You know, I had friends that were Christians. We'd have Bible study together, go up to lunch, we'd go out of reach. And I thought they were on board with me. They'd be like, cool, man. You know, go for it. And I told them I was leaving. They're like, you're, what are you doing? You know, like, do you need insurance and all that? I said, you know, and of course, Ephraim didn't offer me a lot of money. <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't care about that. I really didn't. You know, I didn't. Otherwise, I would have never left. You know, and I think about, come on, guys. You know, if you're saved and, and you love God, like, you know, one thing I taught my kids, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And I, and I see them carry that out. I see God's blessing in their lives. But here's the key. God bless my kids, but I believe He's doing that because of my sacrifices. You know, just my sacrifices. And it is what it is. It's like, you know, I don't know what my future holds. I never did. But it was, oh, God was always opening up doors. He's always taking care of me. He's always provided for me. He's always blessed me. And if you will make yourself available, God will give you the energy. I'm, I'm thinking about the things we used to do, right, Pastor Richard? Pastor Sergio was talking to me and said, we had a little meeting with Pastor Sergio and Pastor Richard on my phone. Pastor Sergio reminded me, he goes, he goes, if things need to get done, he goes, and there was nobody to do it, we did it. Pastor said, you did it. And he was like, Remind me, because we just, I'm, I'm thinking, you know what's a blessing here with Pastor, who somebody was talking about all the different hats? Oh man, we had, we, Pastor and I, we had like 15, 16, 17 hats. You know, thank God I look at what we're doing now, and I'm seeing, you know, Pastor Dan, Pastor Matt, you know, brothers are rising up. It's like, thank you, Jesus. People are taking over. I saw Pastor Sir Richard yesterday, you know, with his kids, but, you remember we ran a church when we were kids. I was like 23 years old. What am I trying to skip ministry? I'll barely here three months. I don't know if they're supposed to do that. What am I trying to I didn't know what it was like to be a leader. I just said, okay. You know, what do I matter of fact I got lunch out when I probably shouldn't have. I was only saved like in this culture for like two and a half years. Let's take over there for or go to Paramount, go do something. Okay. Because somebody somewhere said no. Tom. And the reason why I'm still here is because I keep saying yes. Amen. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Amen. I think Pastor Eddie wants to wind it up really briefly for us. You've been here for a long time. Right. Amen. You know, I started with this fellowship in Northern California. I was in the military, and I used to travel 52 miles one way to church. Wednesday night, Friday night, Thursday for Bible studies, like Pastor Bob said. I'd be there all Sunday, Saturday outreach. And you know, I loved it. Before I came to this church, I taught several churches. And the one thing I felt when I came to this fellowship was the love. When I got saved, originally I got saved in Okinawa, Japan, the military. I was involved in things I had no business being involved in. And I remember hearing these guys say, Come on, quit this outreach, guys. So I went to this outreach, and I remember standing on the edge of a cliff, looking out over the ocean, saying, You know what, God, if you could do for me what you did for them, then you do it, God. Because if not, I have anything to look forward to. 
Somebody said a half hour later, I, I came to my senses and I had my hands lifted up praying. I was missing it. And she said, oh, God, I got I to gotta serve you. I got to do this for you. And from that point, I thought I kept searching for God. People could tell me, I had questions. They go, oh, don't worry about that. That's important. Oh, you don't need to know that. But I had a pastor, when I got saved in this fellowship, that told me, you know, I don't know, brother, but come over to my house. I'll put a pot of coffee on, we'll pull some books out, and we'll learn it together. That's what this fellowship's about. Also, this school, my kids, man, are all successful. You know, some of you know my kids. And it's because of this school, because of what they learned here. But you know what somebody said that really blessed me about a year and a half ago? was with my daughter except the position she's at now up in Portland, Oregon. She went to Washington, D.C., the International Director of the American Red Cross. She works for American Red Cross as a CEO. She said, I want you to go home and thank your parents because you're what you are because of them. What has really been put on my heart is put everything I've done my kids, teach them to be, what do you have to, you know, just like I said, who are you hanging on with? I want to know because I want to make sure you're the right person. One of the things when I came from Northern California to here, was, you know, how many know that we're always going to face them? The opposition. One of the things was something that Pastor Richard, Pastor Sergio, told me when I first came in. He said, "Brother, remember, you're always going to face some adversity. There's always going to be real and apparent wrongs done to you, but you have to overlook that and serve God." Amen. And I've always had that as a philosophy. Is, you know, yeah, we all get. You know, how many know that we're human? People say and do things. But you know what, man? God's going to make it right. God's the one that's going to take care of us. You know? And, you know, I love Pastor Richard, Pastor Sergio. I think when they, when they welcomed me, I came in here. Man, it was the best thing that ever happened in my life. It was a change in my life, my family, my whole thing. Everything turned around. So, you know what, God, this is where I know I have to belong. You know? And this fellowship is, you know, you can't, you, you can't match it anymore. You can't match it anymore. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. All right. Thank you, Pastor. I think we can go on and on and uh, there, there are men here that have been serving God, you know, for the day in the back, you know, as they mentioned to them, as Pastor Bernie mentioned, that uh, when did you get saved, Dave? For me? Yeah. Oh, uh, 29 years ago. 29 years ago, all right. And, uh, you know, Pastor didn't go on. God just uh, does tremendous things when you want to dedicate yourself. So if you get anything out of, out of this session here today, remember God is always faithful. Okay? Through all the testimonies we've heard, God is always faithful. As long as we let Him be in control of our lives, we won't fail. We'll be here for our children, our grandchildren, and God willing, when they have grandchildren. Any great, any great grandparents here? Yeah, in the back. Great
guys.